2: What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Will, coming back for another episode of Field No Fridays powered by Bowtech. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking big game and specifically, we're gonna be talking about caliber and ammo selection to chase Western big game with Mr. Eric Miller from Federal Premium. Now, Eric has a ton of experience, he's got a lot of knowledge, so he's gonna be bringing y'all some serious nuggets for y'all to learn from. So make sure you might take some notes on this one, but nonetheless, I'm going to quit rambling and we're going to get right to it on caliber enamel selection. All right, Eric, well, you ready to get this thing rolling? I'm ready. All right, man. Well, Eric, first and foremost, just want to thank you for taking the time to hop on the Hunt Stand podcast. And for this episode for Field Note Fridays, man, we're going to dive into selecting the right caliber, right cartridge for chasing big game but first and foremost just want to say thank you for hopping on with me man
1: thank you appreciate it appreciate the time
2: yeah absolutely man anytime we get to talk big game and you know chasing elk or mule deer i love getting to do it and so what i love to do to get the podcast started i like for the guests to get the listeners kind of that 30 foot tree stand view is what i call it of who you are kind of that thirty thousand foot view of who you are you know tell us where you from, and how you gotten into what you're doing today.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I guess the 30,000 foot level would be, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm from Minnesota, currently live in Minnesota, but grew up hunting and fishing with my dad. Uh, Was fortunate enough to, at a pretty young age, you know, go out West. Uh, We did some Colorado elk hunts together, um, did quite a few big game hunts together. And that was kind of our time to Bond, and then, after, as I graduated college and got into the um, went out into the workforce, I started in retail in in a in a gun store and uh, kind of made that my career and have uh, worked through various companies through the industry, but currently work for federal ammunition as the Center fire rifle product manager. and uh, you know, still, get to do what I love and, uh, still obviously very involved in the outdoors, a big bird hunter, um, run a British lab and then try to take every opportunity I can, whether it's through work or personal, uh, to, to hunt. And that's everything from whitetail to elk. And I'm doing a, a DIY moose hunt here in a couple of weeks with some buddies. So, you know, any chance I get to, um, get out there and be part of it. I I take, uh, take every opportunity. Sweet,
2: man. That sounds like fun. So, I mean, we're talking about the right, right topic at the right time, huh?
1: Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, getting down to it and all the seasons are, you know, coming up pretty quick on us. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's the perfect time,
2: man. Sweet. Well, you know, I want to talk about big game. And when I say big game, I know one of the things that I've kind of noticed, uh, since being in the outdoor industry, that there's some people that, uh, pertain, uh, they, they include whitetail in that. And some people do, some people don't, I don't. And so just for the listener's perspective, when you hear us talking about big game, we're talking about elk, mule deer, moose, caribou. We're kind of talking about your Western big game as this conversation is going to pertain. So Eric, we're probably going to hit on a, I guess you could almost call it a sensitive subject, but let's talk about, in your opinion, what you believe to be the best caliber to go out and chase Western big game with.
1: That is a loaded question, Will. Um, <laughs> so it is, uh, you know, it, it to some people, it's Ford or Chevy. Uh, you know, there's there are so many offerings of caliber that are out there everybody has their opinion based on you know personal experience um maybe this is what i started with but and and i don't know that there's a right or wrong answer you could list pros and cons for each one um you know and a lot of it comes down to personal preference the gun that you own do i want to look at one of the new calibers prc Mm -hmm. um do I already own a seven mag or a 300? Um, you know, what did my dad shoot, et cetera. There's just, there's a multitude of, of reasonings behind what you pick. Yeah. Um, I guess I, when I look at it and I, and when I talk to people at shows and, and on podcasts such as this, I really start and say, what are you comfortable shooting? Are you recoil sensitive? Um, you know, generally how far are you comfortable shooting and what do you think your normal um, range would be we would all like to love to be able to shoot 500 plus yards but in reality a lot of us that maybe hunt out west we don't get to practice that far Um, and I think that's a key part of it but just looking at the ballistics looking at what you might hunt one caliber for everything uh, I guess I would go back and I'd say I'd My personal opinion is 300 Win Mag. Um, It covers everything. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a recoil heavy gun, but there are a lot of bullet uh, availability out there. And most places, whether it be in the West or in Alaska, you can pick up a box of 300 Win Mag. It's not necessarily hard to find. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot, a lot of bullet availability as far as different manufacturers, different styles. Uh, carries energy well out to what most of us would be able to shoot, and um you know kind of if I were to make one choice, that's where I would land but i think i could I could play devil's advocate for a lot of calibers, but if you were to put me in a corner, that would be my choice
2: man i think that's I think that's a caliber that a lot of people go to, and I myself almost did it, but i I don't wanna say I got talked into, but I recently purchased a six five p r c and, uh, cause I think when a lot of people look at it too, uh, kind of what you're talking about, they kind of want that all around gun that just about covers everything. And so, yeah, that, that 300 definitely, definitely covers it all, man. Definitely. So, yeah, yep. you know, we're probably, we probably got a lot of people right there that, you know, they're steaming right now just cause you said that. <laughs> and so I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Right. I, I love these sensitive subjects. And so I want, I want to move on to. The next part of this conversation and because uh, i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on why you picked that and and everything but it pertains to that 300 in federal what what are you looking at when it comes to bullet or cartridge selection you know and specifically let's keep it to to elk and mule deer Cause that's what's, that's, what's coming up upon us. You know, we've got elk season. It's fixing to roll in guys are gonna start chasing mule deer here before long. So let's, let's keep it to that. What what should they keep in mind when selecting the right bullet chasing after those two?
1: Um, you know, I think a lot of it comes for a lot of people. I don't want to say every, it, it's not a hunt of a lifetime for everybody, but it's just, it's a special hunt, right? Whether it's elk or mule deer, it's you're going out West, no matter where you go, Colorado, Utah, you know, take your pick, New Mexico, doesn't matter. Um, I think the first part that I would kind of concentrate on is making sure that that bullet caliber uh, shoots in your rifle. Everyone Mm -hmm. will shoot a little bit different. Um, So sometimes, unfortunately, you have to try a couple to get one to shoot. And then when you're looking specifically at the 300 um, or the caliber, I'm looking for flat shooting. Yeah. So that, so that I'm comfortable, um, adjusting and with the new optics that are on there, uh, you, you know, you essentially can dial them in and, and be comfortable shooting if you've practiced at that distance
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then getting down to the bullet, you know, it's a, it's the point of contact with the game. So you want to make sure that you're shooting a bonded bullet. Um, you want that weight retention, energy transfer, and you want to be able to carry that out to the distance that you're comfortable shooting. So mule deer is a little easier because they're uh, obviously just a little smaller, um, but an elk is a big square. Uh, you know, they can take a, they can take a lot. So yeah. in that bullet, I want it to I want to have not always going to get 100% weight retention, but I want you know 94% 95% plus. That depends on the range. If something steps out at 50 yards, it's pretty hard to hold that because the bullet's moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want that weight retention. I want that bullet to transfer all of its energy into the bull or into the buck um, and, and make, you know, it's on us to make the good, clean shot. But the bullet is what's going to transfer all that energy and do the work for you.
2: Now, when you're talking about bonded, for the listeners that may not necessarily understand what a bonded bullet is, can you explain that to them?
1: Sure, it's um, so there. There we have a. Uh, there are two types. There's molecularly bonded, which is uh, for in specific and federal is within our fusion uh, lineup. So it's chemically the copper is chemically bonded to the to the lead core, very uh, u- very uniform, very concentric, very accurate. Um, it's not a tipped bullet, um, but great weight retention. You know, it, it's molecularly bonded. The other one that I would talk about is in our terminal ascent lineup, Um, the lead is bonded to the copper jacket and that in terminal ascent, we have a copper base to it. And then the lead is bonded inside of that. So when the bullet peels back Mm -hmm. and the pedals, the skiving allows the bullet to to expand and peel back, the bullet weighs essentially the same as um, if it's 180 grains when you shot it. It might be 172 when you recover it, um, if you can recover it on the other side. So it maintains the weight um, all the way through. Is, and when you talk about a bonded bullet, the lead and the copper jacket are bonded together.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So then in terms of Federal's lineup, I heard you talk about the Fusion, Terminal Scent line. Are there any lines, uh, other ammo selections that you all have that would fall in that bonded line?
1: Yeah, so we've, um, you know, Federal started when they originally was, we loaded other people, so we loaded Nozzler Partition, bonded mm-hmm. bullet. Um, you know, we load the best bullets in, in factory loaded ammo so that you can have a wide range. But in in the premium lineup, um, you know, there's Nozzler Partition, Nozzler Acubond, um, Terminal Ascent, which is a Federal match bullet, but it's a hunting bullet. Uh, Trophy bonded tip, which is a federal uh, made bullet. Then you get into um, Swift Sirocco, again, a bonded bullet, very similar to like a Noslar Acubond or even essentially similar to a fusion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get into the solids, which are your copper, um, non-toxic Barnes TSX, Trophy copper, which is an all copper bullet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, man.
2: What are you going to be using chasing after moose?
1: Um, I, we're going caribou hunting. Caribou. Uh, I'm going to shoot a. Yep, I'm going to shoot a 280 Ackley, and I'm shooting the Terminal Ascent bullet in the 280 Ackley.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, why, why did you choose the 280 Ackley instead of the 300?
1: Uh, well, I I went on the <laughs> same trip essentially two years ago with two different buddies, and okay. then when we came back, uh, two other friends of mine said, Hey, I'd like to go. I said, I'll go again. And so the first time I shot my 300, um, win. and then this time I recently bought a 280 Ackley and just kind of changed it up. So I thought I'd bring something different. So I'm still a 300 fan. Uh, yep. but I, uh, have the new rifle and want to put it through it, put it through its paces. So sweet.
2: What I got to ask, man, what are your thoughts on the six, five Creedmoor, the six, five PRC, taking those out west?
1: Uh, I think they are um, both great, great calibers. 6.5 Creedmoor. um, Love the bullet. Love the way that it shoots. Very flat shooting. Low recoil. Bullet, when I look at it, probably a little light for elk. I know that might... uh, There's probably a lot of people that say I've shot elk with Creedmoor and I completely agree. But um, probably a little bit on the lighter side as far as energy. Okay. Uh, but for mule deer, I know we're not talking about whitetail, but for probably games smaller than elk, I think it's a great caliber. Perfect. Uh, and then the PRC probably steps up from that. And again, really flat shooting. You're going to uh, be very comfortable shooting it and your bullet weights are getting up there. So it does carry out the energy um, and you just be comfortable with how far you're shooting it and look at your energy out to... Uh, your yardage, and I, I think it is a capable elk. I'd say it's maybe a little bit on the light side. Again, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are going to be raising their hand when they're listening to this, <laughs> but um, um, it is a great caliber. It's you know, it's new, but it is really gaining its popularity and and uh, has been really popular.
2: Man, I have a feeling I'm going to be getting a bunch of emails after this. We might have to come oh, back yeah. and we might have to come back and do another podcast. Well, well, man, I know we're keeping this short and keeping it really. Quick, sweet, to the point for Field Note Fridays. Any parting advice that you might have for listeners when it comes to caliber and cartridge selection? Yeah, I think
1: the biggest out there is a really you know find the ammo that shoots in your rifle. Uh, be comfortable shooting it. You don't want something that you're sensitive. You know that you're going to flinch or that is is too big. Uh, most guides and outfitters I think would tell you they'd rather have a a client or when you go out that put the bullet where you want to and don't be thinking about the recoil or any portion of that and then just practice um if you can consistently practice and shoot at 200 300 and 400 and know that when you put the crosshairs on that's where the bullet's going to go um it kind of takes that out of it when it's in the field and you don't really have to think about it when you're out there it's mm-hmm. just second nature yeah um you know and there's there's nothing to to compare against having trigger time and putting rain putting rounds down range but being comfortable with what you're shooting obviously knowing your rifle front work front and back um knowing where it's going to shoot and then just being confident in that the bullet and the uh, rifle are really accurate
2: Love it, man. I know that'll probably help a lot of a lot of folks out there, uh, especially a lot of them that are looking at those rifles and cartridges as it's that time of year. Uh, a lot of people are getting ready for it. So, man, just really yeah. appreciate you uh, taking the time, hopping on the podcast with me and uh, diving into this. I know, like I said, probably going to get some emails out of this one, so I'm sure you and I are going to revisit this on a longer-form podcast. That would be great. Love it, man. Well, Eric, appreciate your time today. Thanks, Will. All right, y'all, there you have it. If you've ever been wondering about what kind of caliber you should select and what kind of ammo you should select to chase after Western big game, hopefully those have been answered for you now after we've talked to Mr. Eric Miller over there at Federal Premium. really appreciate his time hopping on and just giving you all some knowledge, giving you all some wisdom, tips. So that whenever you're in the store trying to pick up your next ammo or your next rifle, whatever it is you're doing, you'll be able to make a better educated decision. So we just want to thank you all again for tuning into the Hunt Stand podcast. Of Field Note Fridays powered by Bowtech. We appreciate the support and we'll see you on the next one.